0: Seven zero seven eight hundred nine four nine eight seven zero seven.
1: You're listening to Sports Econ 101, the show where we discuss sports topics from a business perspective. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Bruce McGowan, longtime sports radio personality. Now, today's show is going to be fun because in the studio in the next segment, we're going to have a guest, Brian Kerr, who's the managing director for GL Ventures to discuss E sports. Mm. So he's going to educate us all about what. Educate us? Educate us. Yeah. <laughs> hey, like listen, that. I've had six years. never year- heard that word. You never heard that? No. I, listen, I went six years of high school. That's what it taught me. <laughs> um, so he'll teach us all about e sports. You know anything about e sports? I've
2: heard of it, but I don't know anything about it, so I'm, I'm going to be in for an education. Yeah,
1: day. well, we, Brian and I were talking uh, before the show a little bit about it, and it was very interesting when he talks yeah. about the uh, Staples Center and uh, how yeah. popular uh, e sports is going to yeah. be. Or is already right now. Uh, today's trivia theme is random sports trivia, and the reason we do that is because at each commercial break we ask a sports trivia question, which uh, I will try to answer. Which, and, which usually and our guests do will try well. to answer. And, Ryan um, will try to answer. And we too. want the people, uh, the audience, to uh, email Edward at sports econ one uh, hundred one dot com the answer to that question. Also, uh, sometime during the show, I we'll want to talk about Lonzo Ball and the fact that even though it may be a little annoying. I think the guy's pretty smart try to get the shoe deal as soon as possible. 19
2: for, years old? Something wow. like that, yeah. Well, Kobe Bryant was, what, 19 when he broke in the league? So. 18, I think. Was he 18? So it's the
1: same thing as LeBron. <laughs> Holy moly. Yeah. It's amazing wow. how they can just see the talent Well, hockey, you
2: break in at 18, uh, baseball sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Not football. Football, you have to build yourself up exactly.
1: a Exactly. You know. All right. Well, this segment of Sports Econ 101 is sponsored by Pacific Private Money, still providing mortgage investments that are currently yielding over 7.5% secured by Bay Area real estate, and that would be San Francisco Bay Area.
2: Right, for those that live, say, in Poughkeepsie, New York, and wonder what you're talking P- about.
1: Pough who what? No, <laughs> I know, I've,
2: I've heard of P- Poughkeepsie, I'm just kidding. Or, you know, Darlington, Tennessee, or whatever that place is. Darlington, that's is cute. Yeah, yeah, I think that's isn't that where they have a stock car race. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yes. somewhere down there.
1: <laughs> And uh, that's where they go to the uh, college. uh, uh, What's the matter? You. What's the matter? You. Hey. Okay. (laughs) All right. Get out of my face. So check out PacificPrivateMoney.com. Don't touch that dial. Sports Econ 101. I'll be right back.
3: This is Mark Honf, co host of Mortgage Investing 101.
4: This adrenaline-inducing sport is perfect for birthday parties, corporate team building, or a casual outing with friends. Make the right choice for your wallet. Get in on the fastest-growing action sport with this deal from Paintball Tickets by going to sportsecon101.com and clicking on the Play Paintball button.
5: Right now at The Home Depot, Ortho Bug Be 32-ounce concentrate, ready to spray. Or, 10 pound bag is your choice. Two for just 10 bucks. There's no magic to making bugs disappear, but there is Bug Be Gone. It'll knock out over a hundred types of insects for fewer pests in your lawn and more money in your pocket. Start your own disappearing act with Ortho Bug Be Gone. Your choice. Two for just 10 bucks. Only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Bow through August 2nd while we'll supplies last to us only. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. Welcome back
1: to Sports Econ 101. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan. So in our studio, face-to-face, is Brian Kerr, Managing Director for GL Ventures, to discuss eSports. First of all, GL stands for? Good luck. There you go. Okay, Good I like that. that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We could all, all right. use some of that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, for all of us uh, um, inexperienced eSports people, what is eSports?
6: Well, first, for th- thanks for having me. Uh, sure. And eSports, for the, the non educated people, yeah. <laughs> is the competitive gaming scene online of where spectators watch other people play mm. video games. And most okay. people think, oh, how, how, how big how could poor, that possibly yeah, be? Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll give you two just sort of things to put it in perspective. The top three categories on YouTube are sports, music, and video games. Mm. So oh, okay. that, that's just one thing. And then Amazon bought a little company called Twitch TV for $970 million yeah. <laughs> recently. And all they do is live streaming of video games where their whole thing, their whole product is letting other people watch. You or me play video games, and we broadcast just like we would on this radio show <laughs>
1: sorry for wow. laughing, but I I, I I mean it's fun yeah. to play video games myself but a why little would bit. you want to watch, watch it? someone yeah. yeah. Like I said,
2: but I mean, obviously there are people that want to watch it is it younger people or I mean
6: people my age would maybe some people my age would like to do it i don't know it's it's primarily young people fifteen to thirty five uh-huh. males I would say seventy percent of the the demographic and then you have sort of all over the place from younger women growing up uh, i mean that's actually yeah. a pretty big group and especially as things go towards mobile games, you have a lot more women playing and uh MMOs. But the competitive scene primarily M- male. MMO
1: standing for. Uh
6: like massively multiplayer. I make a character, oh. I level it up, I customize what I wear and you know, like sounds a Sims. Like,
2: that sounds like when my daughter does that. She gets on these she gets on these little games, you know, that are she gets on her on her uh, uh-huh. not on her computer on her phone. And I, I'm watching her and it's just it's amazing. It's like watching this virtual you know, city being built, and she's building it, and then she's changing it, and it's it's crazy. I don't know how she does that. I said, show me how you do it, and she just, you know, twitches her Real thumbs friendly, a couple yeah. times, and all of a sudden, the scene changes. It's crazy. Well, as soon
1: as you get My Little Pony, I'm in. <laughs> 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 so, uh, I, it's funny, because I'm thinking... People would probably want to if they're going to watch it. It'd be games that they probably enjoy, and mm. they want to see someone better than them.
6: So, forty percent of the player or the people who watch have played the game at some point in time, okay. but they don't currently play it at all. So, huh. think about an engineer in San Francisco as they're typing away code, and working for PayPal or Square, or, you know, some other company. Mm-hmm. On their second screen, screen on their second monitor, they're watching an esports broadcast with shoutcasters, just like we might listen to a radio show talking about a baseball game going on or... And
1: did you see him go and <laughs> eat that Pac-Man? You know? Exactly, exactly.
6: <laughs> My question is how did you get into this Brian because it sounds like
2: a fascinating career. I mean are there careers like this? Now I guess there are obviously in the you know there's so much going on with technology. I mean was this something that you kind of focused
6: on when you were younger? Or just You just kind of dropped into it accidentally or how did that happen? So when I first started Esports was not a career, and it, gaming yeah. wasn't really a career unless you worked for Sega or Sony yeah. as a marketing manager or you know a game developer of some kind. Sure. And even then, the pay isn't very good. <laughs> um, and when, when when I got started in I think it was 2013 was my first time really diving deep into into video games was through a marketing agency that was doing a lot of the big AAA game title launches for Square Enix. I was working with uh, a few companies like NVIDIA on their product launches for Tegra and their chips that that they were doing. And that was my my foray, and that's why I went to the the first PAX event. And for those of you who don't know, PAX is uh, an event in Seattle, and they also have one in Boston. One hundred fifty thousand people come, <laughs> like a comic con, where you dressed up in different gamer gear. Uh, oh, you know uh-huh. your favorite characters. You, you dress up, and all the brands and companies and game publishers show up, and they show off all their latest games that they're going to launch.
1: Bring year. out My Little Pony! I'm there yeah. with the headdress uh, and everything. <laughs> what are
2: some of the popular games now that the ones that are being yeah. watched and the ones that are really being, uh, you know, uh, popularized now? What what are some? And maybe they're very common and and knowledgeable to
6: those of us. To those of our listeners out there who uh, might be uh, familiar with what you guys are doing, yes. Yeah, so the main games are produced by Riot Games, uh, which is owned by Tencent, a big Chinese publisher, Valve, and there's some smaller ones, but there's really only t- like six. So most people think, oh, video games, I know that. That's Call of Duty, that's Halo, I've oh, heard yeah, of those yeah. for Xbox. My but mind. really, those are tier two esports. That's not where all the the viewership is. The viewership is in games like League of Legends, uh, which is a five v five multiplayer game where you're trying to take over a map against the enemy team, and they're they're very strategic, very collaboration based, and that's why people watch. They want to see both the independent individual skill yeah. as well as the sort of the team coordination, and that's how. That, that, there's so many levels of difficulty in the games. Uh-huh. And because the publishers are constantly updating their games every yeah. month, it's like, what if the rules of the NBA changed each month? It would keep yeah. it interesting, for sure, sure, at the very least. And, and that's what the, the game publishers are doing.
1: Well, like football has you know, the, the individual talent, but mm-hmm. then in, you know, working together as a team. So I, I kind of understand that. Yeah, uh, I'm thinking you know, uh, the old video games of football, Mm -hmm. You know, be it John Madden or one of those type. I mean, I'm thinking even way, way before that. Remember the little... Guys sitting you know, on the on the vibrating yeah, thing and sure. you kick the field. I mean, was, oh, yeah. Oh, I remember those. Oh, yeah. it was yeah. awful. Yeah. Oh, you know, I, I loved
2: remember. that. When I was a kid, I used to, you know, you'd put the little plastic men on, and you'd turn on the little uh, vibrating. Yeah. Shake around. It was like there was no
1: system to it. It was just luck. You had the little cotton
2: football. <laughs> yeah. You know? I know. You kick field goals with it. You had a little yeah. kicker. Yeah. It was crazy. I,
1: mean, it was, I know. It was ridiculous. Well, think about how,
2: how many board games are still around? How many people play board games anymore? You see those anymore? You don't. I don't uh, think you yeah, do. Yeah. Well, I mean, you you see, see believe, a lot
6: of yeah. uh, comic book stores going out of business, and yeah. that was their main yeah. thing. They were the selling board, board games. games yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. That sort of went by the wayside.
6: But, uh, oh. So yeah. to answer your question, League of Legends is more of a strategy <laughs> MOBA game, and there's a similar one called Defense of the Ancients. Dota 2 is, is oh. sort of the acronym for it.
1: Well, When you do the like the five-on-five, five, yeah. are the five people communicating with each other? Or are they just kind of knowing what the other one is? You know, how So you work? see
6: them in the game itself, but you're also usually on either Skype or a software platform for gamers called Discord, which, by the way, just got evaluated at $750 million. <laughs> it's only been around <laughs> for two years. It's wow. just ridiculous. I mean, I
1: can kind of see how, like, you know, the virtual reality where you wear the glasses and then, you know, you have to do like a sniper or something like that. And it's, I could kind of see being sort of interested in if – if I'm not actually being the guy doing it, I'm watching and I'm seeing mm-hmm. where the guy is looking behind, you know, enemy lines or something. Is it kind of something like that too?
6: Um, I think the AR, VR stuff isn't that relatable to the majority of esports folks that, that are watching right You're now.
1: You're using these Ackerman's I- – so, so augmented reality, oh. virtual reality. Okay. <laughs> so, when
6: somebody's wearing a HTC Vive yeah. or a Samsung headset, hmm. it they just look dorky and they're waving yeah. their arms around and yeah. flailing. It's not that interesting to watch. I mean, gotcha. it, unless it's like a NASCAR crash well, where no, they trip no, no, over the cords. Like if, that, if
1: they have like what he's watching up on a screen. And you can see what he's doing, and you'd be like, oh, go to the left, go to the left, you know. So
6: they they tried that on G4 Tech TV back in the day. They made a a shooting game. I think it was for America's Army. It was a game made by the U.S. government to trick people into signing up to to join the Army. (laughs) Um, But they they did. (laughs) That wouldn't work on me. Yeah, Yeah. they they made these suits that people could wear, and then they would actually move characters inside the game. And it just didn't resonate with people because you don't have that same thing at home. You, You. you can't relate to it. Like, we can go outside and play basketball. We yeah. can relate to the NBA, even if we're not good, because we played it before. Sure. Um, but that's just not true for for VR at this point. Not everybody has a headset to play.
2: Oh. It's interesting. It's very you, you interesting. Mentioned, I don't get off on a tangent. Last night, I dreamed I was in the middle of an NBA game, and I was playing it, and I, I was like a JaVale McGee character, some yeah. guy, got alley-ooped to me yeah. and I got about two inches off the ground and, and the ball was blocked. I just realized, I just realized uh, hey, in my dream, I realized, hey, I'm 65 years old, I shouldn't be out here. <laughs> 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 and,
6: and so I went to the sideline. I said, a true story.
2: Dreams in, in, in
6: your dream, you went to the sideline.
2: In my dream, I went to the sideline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. My daughter was there waiting for me with a cold cup of, of uh, Java, you know, one of those iced lattes. She goes, you need this. <laughs> Smart girl. Uh,
1: yeah. Okay, uh, going to our first commercial break here again talking random trivia since 1900 who is the only major league pitcher to win 30 or more games in the season four or more times that's That's our trivia question email edward at sportsecon101.com the answer to that question and don't touch that dial because we're going to be right back
9: your process lower your monthly mortgage payments save your home and your credit but you must act now call 800-274-7312 800-274-7312 not available in all states paid non-attorney spokesperson
1: well welcome back to sport econ 101 edward brown here along with bruce McGowan. first trivia question since 1900 who is the only major league pitcher to win 30 or more games in the season four or more times
2: it's gotta be christy matthewson it is yeah. Yeah. christy matthewson for those that don't know was a great pitcher for the Giants, prior to the 1920s, the Giants won, I believe, ten pennants and three World Series uh, from 1903 to 1924. And he wasn't on the 20s teams, but he he actually went off and was um, um, was a volunteer in World War One, as yeah. were a lot of Americans. And he got gassed. Yeah. And when he came back, he never was the same. Um, he was in his. 30s by then he was his career was done but he died at the age of like 42 yeah from a result of the gas that he inhaled and it wasn't even on the battlefield they were doing a, a sort oh, of like a, right. a test or something yeah and he got too, he inhaled too much it's
1: crazy, yeah. yeah mustard well, gas, wow. right? yeah, mustard right, gas, yeah. Mustard
2: gas. Yeah, that stuff was used a lot during World War One. Yeah. So. so you're a lockbox of information. Oh, he Noah is. And oh, yeah. No, he, a he, lockbox of useless information. <laughs> <laughs> uh, doesn't it, do any good, but it's good at, at, at parties when people are bored. That's, that's <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: It was 1903, 04, 05, and 08. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: John McGraw was his manager. John McGraw was a character. He uh, he would not uh, brook any kind of you know problems with his players. If you gave him a hard time, you're out of here. Little guy. They called him the little Napoleon. And he, he managed for 30 years. Yeah. Imagine that. But 10, he Chris, 10 was quite a gentleman, though. I he was a gentleman. But one thing uh, relating to what Brian is talking about with the games, he was a great card player. And the story huh. was that if you sat down with him he got you in a card game, he'd make sure he got every last dollar in your pocket. Really? Oh, yeah. He was very good at that. Yeah. But he do it with a smile. Yeah, well, at least <laughs> that's he what does they with call him, the gentleman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he was college educated. Went to Bucknell University, so you know, gave the game a, 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 a you know a positive ima- image which it needed in those days. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because the there was a lot of drinking years. and a lot of carousing, carousing in those days. Yeah. Not that there isn't today, but it was really bad in those days.
1: Well, we have uh, in the studio here Brian Kerr, who's the managing director for GL Good Luck Ventures, to discuss esports. So. Walk us through this. First of all, how do people – how does the audience even know? Because mention about the Staples Center, which you were talking to me earlier.
6: Yeah, so the the World Championship of League of Legends, they announced they were going to host the, the World Championship in L.A. at the Staples Center. And it wasn't even two hours that went by before it was completely sold out. And, <laughs> you know, they had more than 15,000 people served. Sort of Chucking around, and even the ones who couldn't get in were circling around the the stadium, just sort of trying to figure out what was going on kind inside. Like the seagulls getting in there. I want, <laughs> I want my little yeah, piece. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But what most people don't know is that, in terms of like ticket sales, that was a first at mm-hmm. that time. But what was more important was they had millions of people watching live online, wow. and that's what sort of exceeded all other sports at that time. What, what too, did they? What did where, they charge for tickets? Uh, it was like forty to sixty dollars, depending on where it was. Uh,
1: okay, so. Now, if why would anyone go to if you could see it online?
6: That's a good question. Yeah. For a person like me, I really don't like being there. It's crowded. There's lots yeah. of people, and they're poking you and elbowing you and fighting you for food, and the bathrooms are usually horrible <laughs> at some point. And um, unless you have a nice box, then it's a different story. But- uh,
1: we're going to do a luxury box to watch guys play video games. Yeah, you're seeing
6: I, a guy play I, video I, games. I was, I was in one with the, the Plantronics crew who sponsored yeah. it for $400,000. So, uh,
2: but you're watching a bunch of guys on the floor playing video games. You can't even see what they're doing. You just see them kind well, of no, – Well, like they, they must the, have had a projector Yeah, or
1: they must have. Yeah, yeah.
6: yeah. I mean, what? how I think about this is it's just like any top DJ right now. You have some guy on a stage. There's a set of computer equipment. There's neon lights flashing around. They don't move a lot. They might wave a hand around to the beat, but there's 10,000 people going crazy over what's happening, and it's all because of the projector, the music, the, the sound that's going on, and everything And those and everything flying else. across those tiny yeah. screens. but the guys <laughs> on stage aren't really doing a whole lot physically. Yeah. yeah. So it's very, very but similar.
2: Pe-
1: people are amused pretty easily, aren't they? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they
6: are. You
2: know, it doesn't take much to get, we'll get on a Facebook sometime and read what people are writing, you know? It's just... Uh,
1: Facebook. What's Facebook?
2: What's <laughs> Facebook? <laughs> well, you know, Instagram, or what is it? No, what's the other see, one? Snapchat, yeah. you know? My daughter keeps trying to get me on Snapchat. I said, "I'm not going on Snapchat." No. She goes, "Yeah, that's right. You stay on Facebook. That's for the old guys."
1: I know. Isn't that yeah, funny? It is. Yeah, it yeah,
2: it is. is. Well, it's because you write. You know, you actually write something. Of Snapchat, you just take a little picture and then go, "How's what's
1: up?" You know, or whatever. I is that, what I that See, I, I'm still back yeah. in the olden days.
2: You're not
6: in Snapchat. I, I told all my mm-hmm. friends Snap uh, short Snapchat as soon as it went to over 20, and sure enough, was it today? It's like 15, so it's yeah. it's going, you know, going south. I,
1: I thought, say, what's Facebook at now?
6: Uh, IDG, 100, 150 150 a share Whoa, yeah wow. something around
2: there
1: see I, wow. I think at some point they're going to go
6: well, how many, there, how many <laughs> no no run? they're super cash uh, rich right now. How many people oh, on very, Facebook
2: have, have Facebook accounts? Oh, Well, we used to like be a billion. A couple of billion, is
6: I, it? I think it's two billion right now. Whoa.
2: That's seven billion people in the world. That means one mm-hmm. out of every three people, almost, has a
1: Facebook account. Well, that's here's the amazing. question. Why yeah. don't the other two-thirds have them? Because they don't own computers. They, they don't have there's internet. Probably, yeah, yeah, there's a lot there's, of people with cell phones. It's happening. Yeah. Well, and Facebook is uh, – like, And also
6: China, there's no Facebook, really, for, no, for the majority no of people. No, they, they all use um, WeChat. WeChat is their Facebook. It's really? a messenger, oh, really? huh. you can order a cab from it and you can send people money and it's sort of an all-in-one app wow. there. Oh, but yeah, they they That's have the, they private. have their 2 That's billion yeah, it started yeah. off as a way for businessmen there to hire prostitutes locally. Well, like, <laughs> so, <laughs> and then somehow it grew into something with 2 billion users over in China. And it's, knowing China, they probably, the, the state probably got its little share of oh, that. Yeah, sure. yeah. It's like, all right, sure. right, you know. Well, you know what they did to, to gain adoption? They had a promotion where they spent a billion dollars and they said, if I send you, Edward, some 20 bucks, you'll get double of whatever I send you. So you'll get 40. And then you can send me 40 back and I'll get 80. And they did this as a way for you to guarantee that you'll sign up in the app yeah. and guarantee that you'll make all your friends sign up in the app because wow. you're just sharing money. And it, they just made it rain for a month. Oh, my gosh. And they wow. have 99% of the population on WeChat now. Wow.
2: That's, that's pretty. That's some uh, that's...
6: very special Chinese antics there. But yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, without the backing from the government, that's very wow. hard. But
1: Yeah, well, you have to have a billion yeah. dollars yeah. to do that. Well, that, that. That's pretty ingenious, i gotta, I got to say. Um, Again, like with Facebook, what do they – I guess they just charge for ads and stuff? Yeah. Theoretically, it's free.
6: And they have the marketplace that no one uses trying to take the place at Craigslist. But I didn't even know it existed in the the phone app. And I found it the other day. I was like, oh, there's this thing. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Very smart. It's amazing
2: what you find though, on Facebook that is. I mean, people post all sorts of things on there.
6: It, it all depends on who your friends are. Yeah, for, that's true. for a long time, I was like, why am I just getting all this Donald Trump hate? Oh, there's a lot of that. <laughs> yeah, what? yeah, there's Ooh. a lot of that. And then I realized <clears throat> I'm getting so much Donald Trump because I am friends with my father and he shares all this political uh, news. Okay. Okay. And it just because he's so high up in my friends' hierarchy, Facebook knows by machine learning that his stuff is important to me. Even though I couldn't care less about any of the political stuff you did.
2: Gotcha. And not to get on a tangent, but how do they decide? I mean, if you have, say, 5,000 friends, they all can't have their posts on your, you know, when you go to look at your favorites page or whatever page it is where all your friends are. But they have certain ones that are on there. How do they decide who's going to be on your page or the page that you have access to?
6: What, what do you mean I, well i, I mean if you understand.
2: go in other words, if you go to your own page you have yeah. your own stuff yeah, but then you hit uh you know where your friends are uh-huh. and there's you know you have let's say you have five thousand friends, which I think is the limit you're allowed yeah. yeah and you can't obviously see what every one of your friends has posted lately, but you can see maybe thirty or forty and there's this huge and long you know you can go through it mm-hmm. takes forever mm-hmm. but I mean how do they decide who gets on there anyway who who gets on your page is it just right so now?
6: so my last company, which was an eSports team we had Five million people on our main Facebook page uh, that liked uh, us, okay, and okay.
1: You can, you can have more than five thousand friends. Oh no, Oh no,
6: no, no! I don't no, no. So. no, no. You really? You're capped. No. You must have hit five thousand. You have a I lot did. of friends. Yes,
2: I do. <laughs> <Really>? well, <laughs> I, 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 do it. I do it for promotion because I work at a local radio station. Yeah. So I sort of. Promote Someone it. told me no, no so, so have have they, they'll,
6: they'll cap you, but then they'll let anyone else follow you and see your news updates. Okay, but in terms of friends, that. You have access to message to and everything. And they cap it at five thousand. Why?
1: Well, I wonder why they do that. It just by com- because you can't in. have
6: really more than one hundred and fifty people that you truly care about. True, <laughs> yeah. that's true. Yeah, no, that's I have true. five
2: thousand. I know them all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> right.
6: Got some some guy I don't know who lives
2: in like Tennessee. The other goes, oh, thanks for being my friend for five years. I go. I hate to say it.
1: I said, I don't know this guy. I know. But, you <laughs> yeah. know. And, and I get all, all these, you know, and also on LinkedIn and stuff too. Oh, yeah, LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. And That's I just one. I go, I you know, listen, just because you see me with a v- microphone here, you want to be a friend of mine. I have no idea who you are. Yeah. You know, you're a stalker or something. Forget it. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. If I were a stalker, I'd, I'd want to stalk you, Edward. That's oh, thank you very much. <laughs> I'll think <that> <laughs> <laughs> You're such a nice guy, Oh you know?
1: Well, so are you. Um, I try to be. My dog thinks I am. Well, you know what dogs? Yeah. That's dogs. Usually, dogs, do. they, yeah. they. I know how many times would a dog like not come up and greet you?
2: Yeah, there's a few. If really? a dog doesn't like you, you might have owner, a If you're the owner, problem. Yeah, yeah. If you're owner, feeding the dog and it still doesn't like you, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they, they follow yeah. the food. Those,
6: yeah. they, got, they got no shame. Yeah, no. none. Um.
1: So. Uh, And and you were saying David Stern was not very happy with the uh, eSports? Oh, so they had
6: this ball hosted by, I think it was ESPN, and it was over in New York. And David Stern, past commissioner of of the NBA, they were asking him about eSports, and he's done some investments in fantasy eSports himself. So it's betting on, just like fantasy of of traditional sports, you choose the different players on an eSports team. and to pay on how they do, you can win something, and, and it might be against your friends, it could be against the whole world. Uh, I think his investment was called Alpha Draft, which got up by DraftKings. Oh uh, uh-huh. Yeah, so they rolled up those companies. But they, they were asking him about the, the Staples Center and how it filled out so soon, and he's like, if I hear that one more time, I'm going <laughs> to <laughs> He was so upset that that the it, it actually outperformed the, the Lakers championship. And, uh, yeah.
2: I'm not a big fan of David Stern. Anyway, he allowed the, my, one of my favorite teams, the Sonics, to move to Oklahoma City. I always thought that was unfair. Sonics were very good up in Seattle, and they had mm. one bad year, and they decided to move them. Big mistake. I mean, Oklahoma City's turned out to be a great NBA destination, but they never should have left Seattle. Come on, it's a great city. I know
1: Luke Ridnour was there.
2: How do
6: you feel about the Raiders
2: <laughs> moving? I'm not happy with that at all. But then again, you know, I mean, the Raiders are—they've been. He's, he's going to move. He's
1: going to move to Las Vegas just because yeah. of that. <laughs> By the way,
2: where where the Raiders are building their stadium right now it's a homeless encampment. Seriously. There you go. Yeah, that, well, that makes you sense. You get cheap labor. Oh, yeah.
1: Okay. Here's our second trivia question. Who was the first recipient of the NBA Sportsmanship Award?
2: Jeez, when was that? What year? Uh, I'm not going to tell you yet. Okay. Right. You have to guess. Okay. okay?
1: And it's bef- it's an, it's after 1830. Okay. <laughs> don't, don't touch that dial. Sports Econ 101. We'll be right back.
3: of the simple day-to-day moments that keep us all running on full. Full of joy, passion, and restlessness. It's singing full-on to your car radio with the windows wide open. It's a whole bunch of early morning rush hours and a few late-night runs for Rocky Road. It's full of pit stops and drive throughs It's life. And we live it between fill-ups at Valero. Valero top-tier certified quality fuel keeps your engine running cleaner, better, and longer. Find a station near you at ValeroCleanGas.com At Valero, we believe life gets lived between every fill-up. So whether you go down the road on two wheels or four, whether your Wednesday night is spent racing to the grocery store or down a track, and whether you're dropping off the mail, the pizza, the kids, or all of the above, we're here to make sure you're never running on empty. Valero top-tier certified quality fuel keeps your engine running cleaner, better, and longer. Find a station near you at ValeroCleanGas.com.
1: Welcome back to Sports Econ One Hundred and One. I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Bruce McGowan. Second trivia question: Who was the first recipient of the NBA Sportsmanship Award?
2: I should know this. I've been covering the NBA since the '70s, and I've never even okay. I, this I'll award.
1: give you the year. I don't know if this will help. Yeah, yeah. D- 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 just, right?
2: just
6: just say a random name, Larry well, Bird. I, there you go. Yeah, Larry
2: okay. Bird, Magic Johnson.
1: No, but uh, 1996 was the year.
2: Oh. Oh. oh, oh, that was the first one. That was the first one. Michael Jordan. No. Scotty Pippen
1: and I'm trying to remember. If, I'm trying Patrick to remember if Ewing. he played for the Pistons or he played for the, the not a big Bulls.
2: Name, huh? Uh, moderately, because a consolation award.
6: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go, <laughs> Joe Dumars.
2: Oh, Joe, Do- yeah, Joe yeah, was, Dumars is a good guy. You know, yeah. he was. A, he worked in the front office after that.
1: Uh, I'm trying to remember who, who, who he with Pippen Detroit. Was, with Detroit, yeah, very good defensive player. Terrific yeah. defense. That was yeah. his strength. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that, that, part I, that part. That part. He was on that
2: uh, bad boys team. It's funny, kind of calling him yeah. the bad boy because he was anything but. You know, uh, yeah, just Isaiah cause... Thomas, bad boy. But it was Bill Lambeer who was always mm-hmm. Bill Laimbeer was always getting into trouble with the refs, but Bill Lambeer was also one of the nicest guys you'd ever want to meet. He was also from one of the richest families in Detroit. His dad was some kind of auto executive. So mm. Oh is that right? Funny. Yeah, yeah.
1: Interesting. Huh. I mean, I I know I, I did not like him on the court.
2: Well, he was kind of a guy that, you know, <laughs> was a focus of criticism because he played rough. Yeah. He, he played by the rules,
1: but he played rough. You know, he pushed and shoved. I think there also there was that you know, oh, this rich white boy coming in here. Yeah. and he yeah. he was like, yeah, well, you you think I'm you know rich and white? Here, yeah, I'll show yeah. you. You
2: know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was a little bit arrogant. I I always liked talking to him because he was an intelligent guy, but he was a little full of himself. But you know, rightly so. He was a great player.
1: Yeah, he was he was good for sure. Okay, so um, while we have Brian in the studio here, I did want to ask him because I you know this whole big thing about Lonzo Ball, and I, I you know hear it's getting annoying, but. I'm thinking. What's getting annoying is his dad. Is his dad? But the <laughs> thing is, I think you're pretty smart though about trying to get a shoe deal as soon as possible. A before the hype dies down, and B, you know, either he gets hurt or doesn't have a good season or something. It's like trying to get as much as you can as quick as you can.
6: Yeah, yeah definitely. I think. I mean, in, in my industry, it's the same thing. Is lifetime of a player is just a few years. Yeah. And you don't know if you're just gonna be sitting on the bench and you don't, you can't sign up for a bigger contract the next year and. You just got to get what you can, I think. And if you're in a good spot, a good negotiation spot, you should push for it.
2: You know what's interesting about Lonzo Ball? Apparently, during the summer league,
6: he played with four different types
2: of shoes in four different types of games – in four different games – just to check them all out, he's, and I guess he's going to make his decision as to which shoe he pushes. That,
6: that sounds like a marketing story. That yeah. doesn't sound like I don't know if what somebody's actually going to do.
2: That's yeah, I can't imagine that's actually what you're going to do. But that seem, doesn't that seem kind of strange? I've never I think you it.
6: wear a shoe for a few minutes and you don't yeah. play a whole game with it. Yeah, I, I, I think you, yeah, yeah. Who knows? That's a good know. point. Yeah, yeah.
1: Uh, t- Tell them what the are oh so idea. so
6: sponsorship is a huge part of any esports team's revenue. Just like media rights and, and everything else. Um, and the the team Fnatic, which I, I used to to work with and I was a director of over in, in London. We were we had sponsorships with Monster, with really big brands like Intel and NVIDIA, and we were just trying to figure out how who's gonna be the first esports team to get Nike or Under Armour or Adidas as a sponsor. And we knew that all the viewership was there that they wanted to see, we knew that they had huge sponsorship budgets. And we're like, why can't we, we get something like this? Um, so during one of the championships, we had our five guys walk out on stage in the custom Nike orange sneakers, which were our brand colors. And they they walked on stage, and we had a phone call from the Nike execs the, the next few days. But you know, something at the end of the day just doesn't resonate in terms of esports with these uh, non endemic brands uh, mm-hmm. that are more athletic oriented. I mean, I, I think Under Armour's probably going to get there in a few years, but. That's actually a huge business opportunity we see at GL Ventures is for a lifestyle brand to come in and grow either from the ground up as a grassroots thing, mm. um, or for a larger brand to, to make a big play and say, hey, there's 300 million gamers in the world, let me make a brand that they identify with.
2: Interesting. And it's interesting it to me sure. is uh, the amount of money that NBA players now make off endorsing these shoes. I don't know of any other sport that has those endorsement opportunities. For instance, Steph Curry, who is going to be making, I believe, about forty million a year with his new contract, he makes easily that much with what's the name of the company, Under Armour. Under Armour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So can you? And I guess the NFL and baseball and hockey and the other sports they do have their sponsorship opportunities for athletes, but for some reason, I guess it's because of the shoes, basketball shoes. You know, kids hear about that yeah. particular player wearing that particular brand, and that that becomes a big deal. I mean, yeah, because so, a
1: football shoe is... Yeah. Yeah. Who
6: wears a football shoe? Yeah. But everybody wears a basketball shoe, right? Well, basketball is one of the things that you actually can wear outside in your everyday yeah. life. Yeah. And I think why... So, so I was a marketer in my past life. I, I hosted events for the American Marketing Association and put on a, a ton of of things over in San Francisco. But one of the biggest things when you spend money on sponsorship isn't advertising... Or reach or anything like that. It's actually positioning your product, mm. and that's what you pay for. So you only want to pay a lot to the one or two individuals that can make you associate with the best in the world. And Steph yeah. Curry is, I think, on a different level to most people in terms of talent and accomplishments. And like you said earlier, he's just such a nice guy. So, yeah. It uh, helps. <laughs> it definitely helps. Yeah, yeah. Um, Everybody where, wants where to be associated I think with. a lot of things – Conor McGregor isn't going to get all the same types of sponsorships yeah. that Steph Curry is. I mean, I, yeah. I also saw Steph Curry had a sponsorship with water. Like, uh, I forget what the water company yeah, was. But it was like a water right. purifier. Yeah. Like, <laughs> There's some is, weird he's, ones, too. He's making so much money. And again – not big, hey,
2: listen, make as much as you can. He's going to have to – I mean, how much do you need to, to live on? So he's probably going to have to start his own – if he foundation. hasn't started his own foundation, he'll he'll start one. Him. Mm, yep. Probably start a school for kids or whatever. I mean, he's one of those guys that will do that. Well,
1: you know, speaking – you mentioned Conor McGregor. Uh, so the, he and Mayweather have been going on the circuit. Oh, I, have you I, seen these conversations
2: they've been I, having? I just is it all heard, a put-on? I well, mean, is it all apparently just a joke? They,
1: you know, they're on the same airplane going back. And it's they probably looked at each other and – I'm but just they, guessing. They go was, we, had come, we had to come up with something.
2: They've come up with about three or four of these these you know on stage. It looks like the whole thing is scripted, but it's just it's kind of it's like a couple of schoolyard bullies, you know,
1: taunting each other.
2: I guess that draws. Well, that's what makes people watch it. They yeah, they I love it. They, yeah, like yeah, yeah. we, <laughs> we oh, miss I that in our in adult corporate lives. We don't get that schoolyard bullying. That's true. Well, we they, don't.
1: They, yeah, they got to justify having you know charge whatever they're going to charge for the actual fight itself. Yeah. Can you imagine right.
2: a board meeting, you know, two two titans sitting across from each other doing that to each other and everybody else kind of aghast at two people yelling at each other as they're fighting for power?
1: Oh, well, I, I, d- I do know of a story where this attorney was representing a plaintiff and was so frustrated with the defendant who was a small little guy who was actually a very nice guy. And this attorney for the plaintiff was actually kind of, kind of a little big. Yeah. He, and he reaches over, and he grabs the defendant by the neck.
2: <laughs> during a during, during, during the during during deposition. The wow. Uh,
1: yeah, and finally, the, you know Whoa! And so the defendant says, he goes, well, you know what? I refuse to be in the same room with this guy. Yeah, and, and wow. The, the court, you can't force me to be in the room with... This, guy. this guy's dangerous. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Well, people so are people. A little different than a board meeting, but... Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. What do they... Gosh, each... Like, what, Mayweather, he's already worth hundreds of millions. Yeah, I don't know why
2: he's doing this. I guess he just has the ego. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I he, can He just McGregor. wants to
6: make it rain a little bit more. Yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah, what exactly. it comes down to. It's he's
2: not a very likable guy, though. He's just, uh, there's nothing about him likable. And McGregor, I don't know much about him, but he seems like a guy who's, like, taking advantage of the opportunity, which you can't He blame. should. Yeah, yeah you know? I mean, I mean what, should. When is he going to get a payday? When is he going to get this kind of notoriety? It'll lead to other opportunities for him. Yeah, how much does he get paid for? God knows. I don't know. Do you know?
6: No, I don't. I, I haven't heard Too the latest <laughs> numbers. <Exactly. laughs> Too much. I think it also depends on whatever they make. Yeah. It's a percentage of the the pay-per-view.
1: Now, do they have in eSports, uh, would it, like boxing or, or MMA fighting type?
6: No, I mean, they've not really. So, I, in eSports, you mostly see team-oriented games where you have multiple people with some sort of strategy and they have to execute on it. And it's more of a soccer game, so like FIFA and Madden. Th- those are oh. – people play those. They're not the top watch, but they're there's definitely eSports. So it's just – I think it's that one-on-one thing it is something that holds it back a little bit. They do have fighting games, which are one-on-one, and they've been around forever, like Street yeah. Fighter, which was in the yeah. arcades. Mm-hmm. And – uh but, yeah, definitely no no MMA or WWE titles or anything.
2: Yeah, Edward asked a question because I've walked into his office sometimes. He's sitting there on the computer watching MMA fights, and he's just, Bruce, don't interrupt me. I'm watching a big fight. <laughs> <laughs> he's just teasing. Yeah, I teasing. <laughs>
1: Unless it's Ronda Rousey. I still think now she's Now, what happened hot. to her?
2: She sort of disappeared. She did kind of disappeared. Mm, yeah. She got beaten, didn't she? got knocked Twice. out or something right at the height of her career? Somebody blasted oh, well, her
1: uh, home. Well, some, uh, Holly some, some Holmes, little gal, because Rhonda's
2: a big girl, and this kid yeah, just yeah. <claps> yeah. popped her. Wait, the first one or the second time? I think it was the first time. I don't know.
1: Uh, Holly Holm was about the same size, but Rhonda,
2: you know, probably she was on the cover of Sports Illustrated. There you go, the SI jinx hitter. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. You've heard about that, right, Brian? No, no. Now yeah. there's an old story that going back yeah. to the 1970s, if you get on the cover of SI within a year, something bad is going to happen to you. In a weird sort of way, this has happened to a lot of wow. athletes. Yeah. Some bad right, things Never so. going to go for that cover shot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes, they've asked me many times, and I've said no really for that reason. <laughs> Although George Blanda was asked that, and he was on the cover at the age of 43 when he was kicking all those field goals winning games back in 1970. He said, hey, listen, I'll take any publicity I can get. You know,
6: you know sp- speaking of nothing, MMA, yeah. if you guys haven't done it, I highly recommend – you guys to do it and actually everyone in the, the audience too. we not getting into a fight? No, no, no. I would love to watch that. I, oh, I don't want to you get your, cauliflower ears though. So. <laughs>
2: Can you imagine everyone insulting each other? I mean, we're such a nice guy. I know. know.
6: Just face to face, nose it, to nose. Yeah, yeah. Nose to right. nose. Right. When yeah. the mic
2: goes off though, it's a different
1: story. That's right. Yeah, hey, that hair is out of place. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the color of your shirt. Hey, those, those are fighting words.
6: <laughs> go ahead. So, so what, what I was saying everybody should do is set up Google alerts, of all things. You can go into Google and say, whenever my name is displayed in any news article, I'll get an email message about it. And oh. I learned that I have an alternate ego that's also an MMA fighter. There's some Brian Kerr oh, out there. Right. Yeah, but my name,
1: Edward Brown, that's kind of common. Yeah. yeah.
6: Brown's a tough one. You're going to get hey, a lot of wanna, junk.
1: The, this is a funny story. It's not a sports story, but it's just funny. There's uh, uh, a place in in Fairfax, uh, San Geronimo area, which for those who are not familiar, is, is? is, yeah, is, is yeah. a very very central, re- central, spiritual, relaxed, hippy mm. dippy, hippie yeah. dippy. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I'm not a hippie dippy. A lot of
2: yoga yurts yes, over there. Exactly. <laughs> yes, exactly. Definitely.
1: So I get a phone call one time on a Saturday morning, and this guy, just like this, says, "Oh man, Edward Brown, I listened to you last night at the at the spiritual place, man. It was awesome, right?" And I, uh, I said. Well, you know what? Um, you got the wrong Edward Brown, and you need to turn your life over to Jesus Christ. <laughs> I said that. No. And suddenly his, he, goes, he goes, oh, I'm sorry. I have the wrong Edward Brown. <laughs> well, is, there, is there another Edward Brown that does radio? Uh, uh, no, no, no. There was an Edward Brown who was t- doing a uh, some spiritual talk at Oh, Spirit I thought
2: you said he was talking about listening to you on the radio. No, no, no.
1: no. He, this oh. was many, many years ago. Oh, he, okay. he, he thought I was the Edward Brown who he heard oh, speak at Maybe an event. you were,
2: and you just didn't know it.
1: Baby, my yeah. alter ego, yeah. like you said. Yeah. <laughs> Reincarnated. Yeah. Well, I, just, I, I just thought it was really funny, <laughs> though, how that he just funny. totally changed his voice. Oh, I'm sorry. I have the wrong person. That's, a good, that's a good way to get somebody
2: <laughs> off the phone, by the way. That, I don't mean, remember that because I get these robocalls. And yes. sometimes to amuse myself, I'll say something like, that's an interesting accent. What country are you from? The other day, I got some gal from South Africa, and she was so pleased that I was interested in where she was from. She started talking about everything, and then about her life, and then all of a sudden, she said, but you know, I'm my boss is listening to me, and I better get back to the business here. <laughs> I said, oh, what business is that? <laughs> you know?
1: You're such a nice guy.
2: Yeah. Uh,
6: have He's you guys gotten nice the guy? IRS calls? Oh, yeah. Where the guys oh, pretend yeah. to be from the IRS oh, and say, I, you haven't well, paid your taxes, You know and what I to contact I do? the we're sheriff. I call them I mean,
2: back. I call them back again and again and again. And finally, I get this guy. He says, we're going to put your name on every Palm Pilot in America. And I said, <laughs> <laughs> and I said are those still leaving around? I said, you know, you're a little behind the times yeah, here, my right. friend. Oh, well, that's funny. It was, it, was these, it was a little uh, one of those sweatshops in Pakistan,
1: apparently. Yeah.
2: Yeah. That's, the they That's so funny. Yeah.
1: yeah, I love that. Internal Revenues uh, Service. Yeah. yeah money. Yeah. Yeah. A-
2: Internal Revenues Service, by the way, never, never calls you. So if you yeah. ever get one of those calls, hang up on them or just keep them on the phone and bug them or call them back again and Yeah, again. I told
1: them I kept on the phone. I said, yeah, and just so you know, I'm part of the Attorney General's office, so we'll be calling you really soon. Okay, last uh, question. Who said, what does George know about Yankee pride? When did he ever play for the Yankees?
2: Talking about George Steinbrenner. Yes, that's right.
1: That's our trivia question. Stay tuned. We'll give you the answer when we come back. You're listening to Sports Econ 101. Don't touch that dial.
0: Are you an inventor who would like to try to have an invention or idea patented and submitted to companies? But you don't know what to do next.
10: 1-800-316-1738. 1-800-316-1738.
0: Call the CESI Debt Helpline right now for a free confidential debt review. 800-957-6063, 800-957-6063. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown,
1: your host, along with Bruce McGowan and our special guest, Brian Kerr. Last trivia question. Who said, what does George know about Yankee pride? When did he ever play
2: for the Yankees? got to be one of two people, either Billy Martin or Reggie Jackson. I think Reggie actually had better relationship with Steinbrunner, George Steinbrenner, the uh, late great owner of the Yankees, than Billy did because he fired Billy four, four or five times and then kept rehiring him. I'm going to say Billy Martin. Yes,
1: yeah, that's right. Adam.
2: And Billy Martin, of course, played for the Yankees too, and was he was
9: a good second baseman. He was,
2: and he was traded away because he got well. He was part of a fight. Mickey Mantle was actually the guy that started the fight, and and Billy was blamed and traded away. How about that? Because he wasn't wait, a big wait, star wait, back in the
1: Billy big... was gonna, was in a fight with Billy Mickey? Billy was in a
2: fight. No, he was he was he had, he had was trying to help Mickey out. Mickey was oh. you know a little in his cups, and it was at the Copa Commander Club, one of these famous fights in the fifties. So,
1: uh, man, I don't think Mickey needed help from Billy. I know oh, Billy, a was, Billy I know was a scrapper. Billy was a tough
2: little dude. I know. You don't want to get he's in a fight with that man, guy. Small man's complex. You know Billy, Billy's uh, famous philosophy was hit him first before they know what happens. You know, don't yeah, wait, that, don't, that's wait, really, don't that's, wait for the first, you know, don't wait to square off, hit him first.
1: Well, when you're three foot nothing, I uh, yeah. guess that's what you got to do. That's what his mom
2: used to tell him. She "Goes yeah. Hit him first, yeah.
11: Billy. <laughs> do it. <laughs> I can
1: just imagine that. Yeah. Well, Brian Kerr, thank you very much for educating us about esports. It's, it's been, been my pleasure. GL Ventures. Anytime. here So here we go. Here's our thoughts for the day. John Wooden said, don't measure yourself by what you have accomplished, but by what you should have accomplished with your ability. Mm. He had a lot of good sayings. And Lou Brock said, "Show me a guy who's afraid to look bad, and I'll show you a guy you can beat every time." Mm, good, good advice. I like that. I like that's that. a good one. Too. Yeah. He's still around, isn't he? He is. He's got cancer, though. It's
2: kind of sad. Yeah, it's yeah, a, a pretty, pretty virulent form. He's seventy-seven, though. He's had a good life. Yeah. Nice guy. Nice man. Very nice man. I interviewed him a few times, yeah. Not on the field. Hated him as a player, but loved him. (laughs) He's always killed my Giants. I know. (laughs) We always hated the St. Louis teams, I'll tell you.
1: All right. So tune in next week to Sports Econ 101. We're going to be discussing sports topics from a business perspective and asking more sports trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm your host, Edward Brown. We'll see you next week. Good night, America. So long.